Boker Tov. Today we start the Rambam's Hochot Teshuvah, the laws of repentance. This section is the last section in the Rambam's Sefer Hamadah, the first of the 14 books of the Mishnah Torah. What is the Rambam trying to do in Hochot Teshuvah? If you think about Teshuvah, what associations are connected to it? We think about Rosh Hashanah, Yom Kippur, the Shofar, Slichot, Yamim Noraim. What the Rambam is going to do is to teach us that Teshuvah is a much broader, deeper, and more expansive concept and just being connected to this particular time of the year. Tshuva is a way of life. Tshuva is an orientation. Tshuva is a way that we come close to Hashem, and it's much bigger than 10 days of the year. That's the first innovation in the Rambam's Hochot Tshuva. The second innovation is that in the Torah, Tshuva, Kapara, Atonement, are, are connected to the Beit HaMikdash. It's centered in the four walls of the Beit HaMikdash. A person would sin, they'd bring a Korban Chatat, they do vidui, they confess in their animal, and then they receive atonement kapara for their sin. The Rambam is going to take tshuva and expand it well beyond the four walls of the Beit HaMikdash. Again, because tshuva is a much deeper, broader concept than just being located in the Amim Naraim or in the four walls of the Beit HaMikdash. Now, in Perak Aleph, the Rambam discusses two primary concepts, kapara, atonement, and tshuva. And the key refrain in this chapter is the Rambam tells us that you, you achieve kapara, atonement, by bringing a korban, by compensating to someone when you stole, by paying them if you hurt them, a chovel b'chavero, or a gonev mechavero, or if you sinned, you bring a korban. In all these cases, you have to receive kapara, atonement, which is a removal of the, of the sin. But at every point along the way, a person needs the tshuva. Tshuva is the key transformation that a person is going through internally, internally, while they are, uh, while they are, you know, bringing a korban or compensating for the sin that they uh, that they committed, or paying back, remunerating the person that they stole from, tshuva is the internal process. Kapara is is the external process, if you will, that a person goes through. Now, are there any mitzvot in this section? The answer is yes. There is one mitzvah which the Rama enumerates in this section. If you look at the first halacha of Perak Aleph, Kol mitzvot Torah. All the mitzvot in the Torah, positive and negative commandments, if you violate them intentionally or unintentionally, when you do tshuva, and you return from your sin, you need to confess before Hashem. Confessing is about articulating, verbalizing what you did wrong. I did such and such. Now I'm, I regret what I did. I'm embarrassed. I'm ashamed of what I did. I'm never going to come back to this. How do we define this mitzvah? It appears like, from reading the words, the mitzvah is to do vidui when you sin, but tshuva is not a mitzvah. And this indeed is how a number of commentators understand this. The Sefer HaChinuch, the Avodat HaMelech by Rav Menachem Korkovsky, two different commentators of the Rambam suggest vidui is the mitzvah, and doing tshuva, it's not counted as a mitzvah. Why not? Because doing tshuva is inevitable. A Jew feels terrible when they sin. They don't want to be stuck and, and weighted down by the sin. And therefore, they're inevitably going to do tshuva. There's no reason to count it as a mitzvah. It's going to come naturally. However, Rav Salavechik, in his Sefer Ala Tshuva, quotes his father. And he says, this doesn't make sense. Doing tshuva is a mitzvah. As we learn in the Torah, as it says in the Torah, Furthermore, the Ramam himself suggests that it's a mitzvah in Parag Zayin. It 
the Nevi'im, the prophets, commanded us to do tshuva. You have to do tshuva. And it's not inevitable that a Jew is going to, uh, going to repent for his sin. And therefore, the Rav uh, points out sort of a different formulation, the Raman, which he thinks needs to be looked at as well. If you look at the Koteret, which is the introduction to the Rambam's Hilchot Shuvot, it says as follows. The Rambam tells us, there's one mitzvah in this section, Hilchot Shuvot mitzvah chati, v'hu she'ashuv ha'chotei me'cheto l'ifnei Hashem, v'yitvadeh. Here the emphasis in the Koteret is not on vidui, but it's on tshuva. Hu she'ashuv ha'chotei, that the chotei, the sinner, repents, that he returns, that he comes back. So now we appear to have a contradiction. In the Koteret, in the introduction to this first chapter, the Ramam says the mitzvah is to do tshuva. But in the p- chapter itself, he says the mitzvah is to do vidui. So which one is it? And here Rav Salavechik gives us, this is classic Rav Salavechik, that there are two aspects of the tshuva process. Vidui is what we call the kium, the, uh, the ma'aseh mitzvah, the pu'ulata mitzvah, the action that a person is doing, verbalizing their sin. But the internal process is tshuva itself. That's the internal. That's the kium halev. This distinction is true in many mitzvot of the Torah. It's true, for example, by tefillah. We recite all these words. We recite the Amidah. We read from the Siddur. That's the Ma'aseh HaMitzvah. The Kiyum HaMitzvah of tefillah is, is Avodah Shebalev. It's an internal worship of the heart. This is true of the other mitzvot as well. And it's certainly true of the tshuva process. We'll stop here. Continue Bezrat Hashem with the second chapter tomorrow. Yom Tov.